You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, and tonight I'm joined by John. Even Chris. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Yeah, is this the first time you've been on since New Year? Aye, I was trying to work out earlier, but aye, I've not been on the last two weeks. There we go then. Yeah, well, Happy New Year, that is it? Aye. Uh, we've got plenty to discuss. It's, it's actually been a Happy New Year, because the, a, the charity bets are on a wee run at the moment, because I think this is the third week running, that we have uh, had a winner. So, uh, right. uh, we, we, we should start there, because uh, we, did, we did have what I call as first goal scorer, which annoyed me on Saturday because he got the second goal. <laughs> uh, ah, yeah, no. And it was I only when I watched sports scene that I realised it was Danny Wilson had scored from a Wycorn rebound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, so close. So, uh, aye, that was, that was Craig's pick anyway, so I can blame him for getting that wrong. But uh, the other part, the other half of the charity bet is where we won, though, because we went for a slightly unorthodox game on a Saturday, game on a Sunday mix. I was surprised when I seen that because obviously I don't be on the podcast. But when I seen it on Twitter, I was like, "Oh wait a minute, uh, what are they games on a Sunday?" Aye, well, we've, uh, we figured that like, we were only going to go with the Friday game, so that was fine. It was never value in it anyway. But um, aye, it seemed like a good idea. I know Aberdeen's been a bit of a jinx being in the charity bet recently, and I must admit, at one point I was. That's why you picked them, probably. I was definitely fearing the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it, it, it turned out well because um, well, we'll start off and but uh, just point out the, the charity bet was Peter Head and Aberdeen, so we'll start off in League One with Peter Head, uh, the only game that went ahead in League One because everything else got postponed. So we got a wee bit lucky with that one because we could have been left with just Aberdeen had the, the entire thing been wiped out. But no, apparently the weather was fine in Stranraer. Probably the, the, the people at Stranda were a bit disappointed in that, given they get thumped 5-1. Aye. <laughs> uh, wasn't, wasn't the greatest of days for them, but uh, aye, it was certainly, like, uh, when I was watching the scores coming through on Saturday, it was it was good to see Peter Head picking up, getting as many goals as he did, because I think even by about half-time, roughly, in that game, we were kind of, the charity bet looked like it was cruising. So... Aye, uh, yeah, it was. Aye, Sutherland got two. Stevenson got a, a third before half time, and then uh, Malcolm pulled one back for Stranraer, but Gilchrist and McIntosh rounded it off. So that's, aye, t- aye. that's well. Peter Edwards still third. Uh, they've played a few more games, but they're picking up the points. Putting them on the board. That's what you want. There are seven clear Albion Rovers who have three games in hand. So there's the the points versus games debate right there. If Albion Rovers win all three games in hand, they go above Peterhead, but they need to go win those three games in hand. Peterhead have got them already. And the way Air are going, you would maybe fancy Peterhead to overhaul Air? Possibly, aye. Aye, they're only two behind them now. We've played a game more, but again, it's a, it's a points on the board. But yeah, they're, they are going pretty well. So... Yeah, and they're away to Cowden Beast. No, that's not all. They're at home to Dunfermline. That's, so it's, that's a big game in, in, in League One coming up Saturday. Peterhead and Fairland. Yeah. Oof. Aye, that could be a bit good. Uh, that's, that's a form team against the team top of the league. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm, we'll just touch on it. Don Fairland, uh, they did well in the, the, the Scottish Cup against Ross County originally at Eastern Park, but uh, bowed out of the, the Scottish Cup, 1-0 defeat on Tuesday night. Sounds like it wasn't quite as exciting as the, 
the original uh, tie, unfortunately. If Andy was on, he could tell us probably all about it. But I don't, I don't know about it. I barely got a mention. Aye. Uh, I've seen the score. That was about it. Uh, so I don't even think you could find any maybe and you could maybe find some highlights on White Frost County website or on Fairmont website maybe but... there's highlights on the BBC website oh it's us I just noticed I don't know so uh, it's Ross County are through they will play the winner of uh, Forfar or Lithgow Rose and I believe that game is taking place tomorrow night actually a couple of games tomorrow night isn't there yeah I mean, we were just we were discussing this offline Inverness Sterling's uh, live on Sky 7.45 kick off on Tuesday Hoping for a week cup shot, maybe that's why it's on. And well, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of slum pickings when it comes to the the, the replays. A Dundee Falkirk's obviously the standout, but it's, it's already been a, a moving target because it was supposed to be played last week and they uh, got postponed and pushed back to the twenty sixth. So I'm assuming Sky couldn't fit that one into their schedule. But that'd be a pick for me. I, I, I mean, I've obviously got an interest in, in Wednesday night's game. He's got Bride, Lizzie, and Thistle. That's just a veil. And see who comes out of that one. Uh, but then that oh, that could go to a replay because that game's postponed for what I remember. So, ah, it could, yeah. That could could be waiting a wee while longer, depending on how that goes. Yeah, should be an interesting game though. Where Watson offer it uh, for a winner. Aye. because that will that will set up one of those teams for a good few years. Mm-hmm. I remember when uh, Auckland Talbot played Hearts. That's. That certainly set them up for a good few years. There's been like renovations to the ground and all sorts. So you still be spending uh, up? Aye, ah, yeah, it's probably still aye. Ah, so aye, ah, it's all good. Funny uh, to the name. And and they'll, and they'll be getting the the TV coverage as well. BBC picked that as their game. So annoyingly <laughs> on the Sunday, because right, this this is one thing I've got a wee bit of a problem with when it comes to the, the Scottish Cup. Last round, BBC showed their game Saturday, kind of half five. Yep. Yeah. I uh, don't don't let's not talk about that. So. Okay, we'll move on for the actual result. <laughs> but why did BBC show that game on five o'clock on a Saturday when this next round they're going to show it on the Sunday? I, I think everyone was surprised when they seen that it was a half five game. It was I, good. I, 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 I was pleasantly surprised because I thought it was a cracking slot to get, but um, I'm disappointed I, that Celtic won't be in that slot now, especially given that the the fact this game is getting played on a Sunday has meant that our rearranged game at Dens Park has had to be moved again because it was scheduled for Tuesday night on BT Sport. I have to wonder if that affects Dundee actually because they would have been in for some kind of windfall I'd imagine for being on telly and there's a now a chance if that game gets bumped into when the Champions League gets played BT Sport can't show up because they'll be too busy showing Champions League or, or Europa League because they've got all the fixtures yeah so I hope I hope it doesn't cost Dundee any money that decision but uh, if it does they want to go and speak to BBC about it we should point out the other two games that have been picked up. Obviously, the Edinburgh Derby uh, Sky picked that one up, and they also picked up Rangers Kilmarnock. So, Aye. I think I think we spoke in this podcast probably last week when after the draw had been made. Uh, it was probably the three standout ties. It's no real surprise. No, uh, Rangers and Celtic are always going to be picked, uh, and then obviously I did. But Derby should be a should be a cracker. No, I think I think they've picked the right ones to be honest. Because yeah. I'm looking at the, the rest of the fixtures, it's just, there's obviously interest for the, the teams that are involved. But I mean, do we really want to see Dundee United part of Thistle again? Not really. No, I don't think Dundee United fans want even watch Dundee United no. just now. No, I don't. So never mind. Never mind. Never. I was having to watch them. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to them. <laughs> uh, wait, just to go back to the league, you know, because um, we, we, we've done League One because it was only one game. League Two, there were two fixtures went ahead. We had East Fife winning away to an Athletic 4-2, which was uh, a bit of a come down for Annan after their, their cup exploits. 
it was Aaron or would it just play Premiership opposition? Because uh, they've lost three in the bounce in the league after looking good at the top of the table. So, and they're down to fourth now because of that. Because that's how tight that division is. Aye, uh, Elgin still top, uh, three points ahead of Queens Park. East Fife did jump over Aaron with that one. Yep, uh, East Fife are eight in the hunt now. Uh, it's probably what aye. a five five team race, I would say. Aye, aye, it looks like that six points between Elgin and first and Clyde and. In fifth, but Clyde have got two games in hand. So, uh, East Five have played 21, 21. games. Uh, they've played the most. Alongside Montrose, actually, who, who were the other uh, teams that played at the weekend there, it was a 1 1 draw at Queen's Park. But as we've said before, if one of these teams can put a run together, then there's every chance they can win yeah. the league. Cause the best run just now is Elgin. They're five games unbeaten, but that's no great. It's all right, but it's obviously not great. Well, they were due to play East. No, Stirling Albion, sorry, at the weekend there. Uh, it was quite it was out of place, Stirling, but that got postponed. Uh, Elgin's next game is at home to Berwick. And Berwick are sitting second bottom, so Elgin could possibly extend that further. Uh, and an Athletic are away to Arbroath, so they'll be hoping to get back on the road there. Um, East Fife are at East Stirling, and East Stirling are the bottom, so East Fife could continue their run. Yeah, I'm still surprised that um, I think, I listened to the podcast two weeks ago and Andy was talking about Elgin and obviously we were, I mentioned that we've been tracking Elgin for a while they're still 4-1 to, to win that league it's, it's insane um, I can't understand I don't, it though. I don't know why I don't know whether it's I suppose it's just I suppose it is just going to be down to the fact obviously more money obviously more people are putting money on Clyde and Queen's Park that's obvious that must be but it still does I don't know why it, well no that, that explains why Clyde and Queen's Park will be shorter odds it doesn't explain why Elgin are such high odds at 4-1 aye top of the table you know. I mean they're, they are the team at the, the top so like you say they are 3 points clear uh, I know Aaron Athletic have got a game in hand over them but they're 5 points behind them the goal difference is good as well so it's not even as if like they're top but the, the goal difference isn't that good the goal I mean, difference is like it's the same as Queen's Park but it's a good bit better than He's five and Aaron. Yeah, I think I think it's probably Clyde that threw the threw the spanner on the box because they've played two games less or six points behind. If they win those games, they'll have the same goal difference as Elgin as well. They have, but as we mentioned earlier on the the season of the podcast, it wasn't that long ago that it was talking about Barry Ferguson getting the tin tack. Yeah. And again, it comes down to points on the board versus games in hand. Yep. And Clyde have to go and win those games to go out and go joint top of them, or even yeah. overtake them, depending on how much they win it by. The one team that could be could be one to watch out for is Queen's Park. The reason I say that is because I quite often think that a good defence will win the league, and their defence is considerably better than most yeah, teams apart Clyde. Yeah, you're right. It could, uh, could, could well be the difference. I've often thought that, that a good defence will win. So, but uh, very interesting. It's, it's said every week, but we don't know who's going to be winning it. But I... Uh, I'm tempted to put a bet on Elgin at 4-1. I think that the longer it goes on, the more I'm thinking it must, sure it must cut at some point, but it's hanging on in there. It's almost as if the bookies know something we don't. Aye. Always a wee bit edgy when that happens. Aye. That's, uh, that's like two. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the Championship, where uh, the big game of the weekend was undoubtedly the, the game at Falkirk Stadium on Sunday. That was also live on, on the telly. Uh, yeah. It was indeed. It's, it's the one game of the three that we're showing this weekend I never got to see. Uh, this is probably the most I've watched Scottish football live in a while. Aye, I thought about watching it yesterday, I but I ended, ended up doing some stuff. I've uh, 
after the Aberdeen game, so missed opportunity for both teams, you've got to say. Well, yes and no, because um, I think Hibs might be a wee bit aggrieved. <laughs> And oh it, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, it's a definite penalty. Yeah, I, I think. I, 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 I full credit to Peter Houston, who on Sunday was mumping the morning about McGinn going down a bit easily, and on Monday has come out and basically uh, apologised for what he said, which I thought was interesting. I see the BBC are still leading where bosses disagree over McGinn as well. I saw that. So that just that just shows you how up to date the BBC are. Yeah, they, they should probably keep up because he definitely he definitely came out and apologised because he's obviously seen it's it. No surprise though. No, it's, it's no surprise. So I don't know why you even use the BBC for one, but it's, it's probably better than even their other sites. I mean, Sky, you don't get much, as much on Sky Sports or all leagues. So, yeah, but it was a definite penalty. Oh, I don't. And, think I, I, uh, I see as well talk about that they should have had a possible enough penalty, but it didn't really matter anyway because uh, it was chested and the coming scored anyway. Yeah, just after it. So, right. was the keeper trying to f- claim for uh, Commons was offside at that point? Because <laughs> as soon as Commons put the ball in it, the keeper was standing with his hand up. But, uh, it's it been... I couldn't figure out what. Uh, but I heard from I think it was Craig a few folks saying that Rogers had a good game again. Um, obviously, can I? We'll move on to the Premiership later on, but the, the big thing with Rodgers was whether he was going to get recalled to, to Aberdeen after Ward going back to Liverpool, but McInnes has decided to let him stay at Falkirk to the end of the season. The interesting thing though is that he's only got six months of his contract left. Yeah, I still don't understand be- that one, whether Aberdeen are going to renew his contract, given how well he's played at Falkirk. Or Aye. Just going to let that run down. The, the kind of worrying thing, and it's a wee bit slightly different from the situation with Declan McManus. Um, Declan McManus obviously was at Morton last year in League One on loan. And he's back there now. And he, ah, he's back, but he was in the last six months of his contract, and when he did eventually come back, they offered him a contract, but McManus, we'd obviously, there'd obviously been discussion in terms of well, how much am I going to be involved with the first team? Mm-hmm. And it's probably been the same, well, you'll be, you're not going to be starting every week, you need to kind of earn your place kind of thing. Yeah. I would think Rogers he's played now two full seasons. He played at Dumbarton last year. Mm-hmm. And then like now he's played that. at Falkirk this season. I, I would think if he goes if he, in the summer when he goes back, he's not gonna want to be going back as a possible number two. It's not it's not right, gonna help his career. I think uh, the the problem with Aberdeen is they're obviously like, Scott Brown was number one last year. Uh, he isn't the number one this year I, mean, I know he certainly played at the weekend there but he's not played that was the first he's played because Danny Ward had been playing until then you've just brought in Adam Colin Colin yep yeah. so he's likely to be the number one for the rest of the season so Scott Brown's likely to be number two that doesn't really give you much confidence in, in what Aberdeen think of Scott Brown so you would think if they get Rodgers in he's, he's almost number three unless uh, Scott Brown was to move on I uh, wanted to see what happens. I, I do. I, the thing is, as well, though, it's been thrown up and then about yesterday with Scott Brown's performance. Yes, Scott. Yeah, I, 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 Scott Brown. I think last year he had a good season. He had fifteen. Was it fifteen clean sheets in twenty-five games? It just happened to be that there was a couple of games, and it was a high-profile games that he made yeah. howlers. Um, yeah, because so, I think the, the games that were mentioned was the League Cup against Aye. United, and yep. then there was a 4 0 game at uh, Celtic Park. Aye. That was the two I had mentioned, and I don't think he was that bad in the 4 0 game. He's a, he's a well, aye. I, th- I think the semi final was the big one. Yeah. Um, aye, the semi was the one that sticks out for me. 
But it's not the first keeper or last keeper that's going to, that's going to happen to. Uh, but saying that, when Ward came in this season, much different in terms of just the fact of commanding his box. Uh, Brown's a really good shortstopper, but in terms of coming off his line, you're a bit worried about him. And that was the problem that he always had with Langfield as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would yeah, tend to agree that Brown certainly is regarded as number two, but his performance yesterday was really good. Um, with the boy Colin that's come in, he's six foot five. So, hopefully, another kind of keeper like Ward in terms of someone that will command his bots mm-hmm. uh, quite well. Played it's 35 it. games in the Championship last year as well. For, so. Right. It seems I'm, to be the type that Aberdeen are going for now. Yeah. Fair enough, if it works for you, then we'll, we'll see what this new guy's got about him. But, but he's going to have to earn his place. He's going to have to earn his place because Scott Brown, as far as I'm concerned, took his chance yesterday. Yeah, he did. So, we'll. we'll Again, we'll come on to that. that um, the rest of the championship, the Burton Queen of the South was postponed, Manwraith Rovers was postponed, Rangers had a relatively routine 4 1 win against Livingston. They had two penalties in the game, one of which was missed. Alloa and Morton had an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, this, is, this is probably the other point for the championship I want to talk about. Isn't that an all weather pitch at Alloa? And yet the game got postponed anyway. Ah, yeah, it's still no guarantee that yeah, there won't yeah. be games on. I uh, no, there was, there was actually nothing wrong with the pitch. The referee abandoned it because he couldn't see the lines. We'd already stopped the game uh, once to clear it. And this happened at uh, Rugby Park as well, actually. Yeah, it did, yeah. The game was stopped to clear the pitch enough that the referee could see the lines. Which is fair enough, you need to see the lines when you're playing the game. Uh, I've been at a game before where the lines had to be cleared. Uh, uh, it was I, I, Man, Man City against Fulham a few years back. And the game was stopped for a while for them clearing the lines. It was quite good fun, actually. Well, this is, I, don't, I don't see the problem. I don't see why this game had to be abandoned. I don't think the I don't think the pitch was unplayable. It's, it was still playable. I just couldn't see the lines. So you get the guys on, clear the lines, and you play on again. That's what they did at Rugby Park. So, and you can imagine how uh, must have been really annoyed at this because they were one up at the time. Yes, I'm uh, sure Martin will be quite pleased about it anyway. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, Jim Duffy was more than happy to get that game postponed. But that was coming off the back of Alwa beating Wraith Rovers in midweek as well. Aye, aye. So, so I mean, that hour we're on a wee run. Dundee uh, United have now got the worst record in Scotland. Yeah. I mean, had Alwa's result stood and, and they'd got to the full time 1 0 against Morton, they'd only be a point behind Livingston now, but the same number of games played. As it is, they're four behind by a game less. Yeah. So, it would have just been that wee bit tighter, a wee bit more positive for Alwa, but unfortunately for them, the, the, the game was abandoned and the. the, the the goal gets scrubbed out and they start again at some other point. Aye. A uh, couple of probably important moves in the championship in terms of signings. Um, Hibs, the big one, I would say. Not any Stokes. With Stokes coming in. Um, just kind of speaking about where a boy at my work, I think Stokes would be a terrific signing. I know, I know that people question his attitude and all that, but he should surely tear apart that championship, I would think. Him and Cummins, that's... I think there's a potential for a very good strike force here. And I've said on this podcast a few times, my, I, I'm I'm not going to be pretending Anthony Stokes' his biggest fan, but when he was playing alongside Gary Hooper, that was a fantastic partnership. Oh, really, yeah, they linked up together fantastic, yeah. and, and it just paid off so often. I've still got nightmares about the two of them. There you go, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, six in the one game with two of them? Got? Oh, <laughs> it was horrible. Was some uh, 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 Stokes is a good player. Uh, there's no, no denying he's a good player, obviously. It's just stuff off the pitch. And, but, yeah, I mean, on the pitch, he's, he, 
it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me if he went on the rest of the season and scored about 15 goals for them. Very possibly, aye. And I think and he, if he doesn't, he'll get, he'll get coming somewhere. Yes. And he's going to be really hungry for Archon as well. He's not played, obviously, what, since... Was it August? He's not played regularly, really? <sighs> last time he played for Celtic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And Hips have got really good options up front. Obviously, Cummins, what, 17 goals? Uh, 13 and the like. They've got Keatons, they've got Malonga. Uh, they signed a guy, Wagner, early on this, the window. Mm-hmm. So... The hope is for him, as we said that a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, is that all the talk about Cummins and the transfers, that they'll keep him. Because um, it's all very good. If they get Stokes in and lose Cummins, then, well, it's still good getting Stokes in, but you don't want the two of them. Um, if they're going to push Rangers for the title. If, if they can get to the end of January and still have Cummins and Anthony Stokes in that, I think they're in a good position. I think their big problem might be that Rangers might start pulling away now because Rangers have had their wee blip. They're, they're starting to bang in the goals again. I mean, that's what, a 4-1 and a, a 6-0 and a, whatever it was. It was in, I get to beat Cowden Beast by, I can't remember. Nah. Right? They're, they're, they're starting to bang in the goals again. Whereas yeah. Falkirk and Hibs, they're, they're kind of picking up the results. They obviously cancelled each other out at the weekend there, but they're, they're still getting the kind of, there's a 1-0 here and a 1-0 there. Rangers yeah. are battering teams again. So you kind of think, there's a five-point gap there. I wouldn't be surprised if that starts stretching it a bit more. Yeah, the only, th- the only thing that might throw that out is Rangers are playing Falkirk at the end of the month. Aye, they're at home though. Yeah. Which... Well, we'll see. I mean, Falkirk obviously beat Rangers last time they played them, so it'll be interesting to see how that game uh, uh, finishes up. But uh, I think I think if Rangers can win that, they'll probably beat Morton on Monday night next week. Yeah. I, I noticed today that Odawa's going back to Spurs, so... With putting two and two together, the fact O'Halloran was left out at the weekend for St Johnston, and uh, O'Halloran seems to be most effective in a wide position. You would think that deal will be completed in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's kind of starting to sound that way. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Well, I mean, well, there's still a long way to go for that. I mean, there hasn't even been like, a third bid or something. I know St Johnston uh, rejected the first couple of bids for Rangers, so we'll see yeah. how it's up going. But and I wouldn't be surprised if next time next week we're talking about it. Yeah, and they're still trying to sign the boy from Brentford, uh, defensive midfielder, Rangers. So. And, they, and, aye, and they brought in the two Falcons and Stanley as well. So, no, yeah. Don't be surprised if they turn up anyway. Because you know how these aye, things go. Once you sign a pre contract, the boys in your court, you might be able to give them a wee bit of cash for the, the, the last six months. Uh, Same with to, the Gary McKay's uh, last season. Forgot to say about Hibs, though, that uh, it looks like Kevin Thompson's getting brought in. Uh, I believe he was. It was pictured just at the game, supposedly in a Hibs tracksuit top. So he would. But he, I was released by Dundee. So he, could he, got, he could have got that out of the cupboard. Yeah. Um, which it's, it's, could it's, be a good signing, but it's fitness. Because he'll I, add some much needed experience, whether he's actually playing or whether it's even just in and around the squad. He'll it, certainly add vital experience, especially through that midfield, because Hibs have got a very young midfield. Yeah. So that's that one, and uh, Bayer just signed the new contract at Falkirk. That's a good move, yeah. Just, I'm just going to say about Thompson, uh, it, it's it's quite funny how that him and Scott Brown have kind of panned out differently. Although, given how Scott Brown seems to be injured again, <laughs> we start to come around to be a bit more like Thompson recently. But it's when, when, when the two of them were at Hibs, 
I prefer Thompson to Brown, I must admit. Yeah, if yeah, we've had this discussion a few times over the years, but uh, aye, the, the big one there was before Thompson was, was it? Yeah, broken legs uh, in about a year. Uh, he, he, he's never really recovered from that. Whereas, I mean, Brown's had his injury problems, but he always seems to come back from them. I don't think Thompson's ever quite managed to reach uh, the same point he was at previously, unfortunately. So, yeah. uh, it sounds like it's a coaching gig at Hibs. Whether it be a player coach or not, it remains to be seen. But I certainly hope he's, he's, he's not finished yet. He's 31, I think. Ah, he's, he's still, but, he's still young. Just, he's 31 young. I hope he's young. It's young to me now. It's younger it than me. It's young now. But, yeah. Right, so let's move on to the, the Premiership. We may as well start with St Johnson because you've mentioned the most interesting aspect of that game in O'Halloran. I, I, I heard the uh, open all mics and I think it was... I can't even remember who it was, but whoever they had at this game sounded bored the entire time. There wasn't much in terms of any in terms of highlights. I think no. the, the the only positive positive I think that would come from it would be ha- in terms of from Hamilton keeping a clean sheet. Even then, I mean, you're, uh, I think the problem with that is you get a clean sheet against St Johnson, who haven't scored in five games now. Yeah, after being you're guaranteed going to score goals. I know. Um, We're going to opposite way again. And it's going to get worse in terms of losing to O'Halloran, but who not only can I chip in with few goals, but quite creative as well. So, yeah, something that you would think Tommy uh, Wright will want to address before the, the end of the window. That's probably why they're trying to get decent money for O'Halloran, so they'd like to afford to replace him. Aye, whether it's just wages, even. But will they just pay them straight away? No. Nobody uh, ever pays straight away. So, I, I'm not. I'm not. Been critical that nobody ever pays straight away. That's not how it works. You get a promise, you, you pay up in instalments. So that's a thing as well. But yeah, I said Johnston have kind of slipped up a few the, the last few weeks. So yeah, they're, they're, they're slipping slowly down the table. For, given that this is a team that's qualified for the Europe the last a few seasons, I say they're slipping down the table. They're still fourth. <laughs> Aye, but uh, they're, they're they're a good bit behind the Hearts. And uh, like the the Jason Parker, the, the kind of t- teams that are in their better form. All right, Ross County lost at the weekend there, but they've still been able to get results. Dundee battered this over the weekend there. Inverness have been a bit hit and miss. Mother have been a bit hit and miss. But Party Thistle have been really good, but yet yeah, they're, and then they they're, they're leveling points with Hamilton and Kelly. Aye, like they've gone on a right good unbeaten run. What, what five games? Five or six Aye, games? It was, it was a decent run. Yeah. Even but, even, yeah. even when they, with, after they played Aberdeen and Celtic, they were looking like, well, that's them got their two hardest games out of the way and they've managed to get away with just conceding just one goal in those two games. So you just yeah. thought maybe back, when they get back to playing the kind of teams around them, they were going to come out uh, flying again, but Aye. it doesn't think that way. I think this will be fine, though, in term, because they're defensively good. Uh, they've actually got... Uh, did you, did you see the highlights at the weekend, though? Aye, but they've got... They've, They've got the fourth best defence in the league. Aye, aye. I thought, Which, more often than not, aye. But they, they were, they were the weekend. <laughs> yes, that, I was, mean, a, that well, was the exception to the rule. But aye. recently, they've been really good defensively. Aye, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Liam Lindsay had a, a game he's going to remember. Can see no, that no. penalty and then get sent off. Seems to be quite highly regarded at uh, Thistle. I think they think that they might struggle to keep on to him, hold of him uh, in the summer. But yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh, maybe. 
two body check. Which, no. Uh, no. Oh, he knew what he was doing in both situations. I thought, I thought it was a, the right decision. And I think he was... He, 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 he'll he, learn from it. He'll learn from it. Oh, aye, I would think so. I think he was arguing with Lockery not to get booked for a penalty as well. But, uh, no doubt it was a penalty. Um, I think the, the other aspect of the, the defence in this one was actually the keeper, Cherny. But he was just he get caught in no man's land in the second goal. I think he almost got taken out by his own defence because he tried to come out for it and he battered him at the road. And then he just got left nowhere, so, so Harkins was able to fire in the second. Uh, but you would think, Cracker was out for didn't he? But you would think, obviously, with Thompson leaving, they'll need to try and find another midfielder, um, a holding midfielder, because they, they were short there anyway. Um, or maybe they're just going to like just stick to having like all attacking midfielders. Just, uh, attack. just, just play the likes of Harkins and Stewart and, and just get goal, score more than the opposition. <laughs> so it's like a good so it's like Aye. Harkins looked like he had a cracking game, didn't he? Aye, he does that every so often. Harkins just comes flying at the traps and batters them just sell almost. Um, the, uh, got... the, the, the goal of the game for me was the one for Stewart, though. That was a cracking finish. Aye. They were talking up. The, I still don't know what happened with the fourth one. It kind of whipped over the keeper. That was Harkins' second goal. I know it was good. It was a good finish. Yeah, uh, but what happened. I thought I thought uh, the Stuart one looked a bit better, a bit of a, a more clinical strike right in the corner. I thought it was a good finish. So. Aye, did Dear back in kind of pretty decent form though. Three wins out of the last four. Aye, he's um, got top six. Very much assisted with uh, Hemmings, who's got seven in his last four in the league. Uh, Greg and Stuart, you mentioned Stuart. He's back up on singles because he scored obviously on Saturday and he scored recently against Hamilton. So, uh, it's all good for them. Even Harkins, apart from yesterday, he's kind of had the odd goal here and there as well. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, things are looking up for them, and they're no far behind uh, St. George. Ah, uh, three behind. So the... but they've played a game extra, but, but at the same side, if they were to lose a couple in a row, then they're only five points ahead of Kilmarnock, <laughs> Hamilton, and Partick Thistle. And supposedly, uh, well, we've mentioned the forum before, but uh, Scottish football forums. There's a wee thread on there about his Scottish football stale. It was started by a, a fan of a team that's in the Championship who admitted himself he's not really watched the Premiership since Rangers have been in the lower league, so I don't know how he can know that the, the league at the top stale. But, yeah, I think the, the games I've seen this weekend, what is it, have been, I've shown that kind of how exciting the league is. And it's, it was the fourth, fourth best goals per game in Europe. Yep. In the I, division. I, 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 I uh, think um, to say Scottish football is stale is probably the wrong word. It could be improved, yes. Yeah. There are, there are aspects that could be done better. But I think on yes. the pitch. Stale? I don't think so. I think it's quite exciting. Yeah, and certainly think, the, the league table, like you've, like you've just described it, exactly why it's not stale. Dundee are five I, points ahead of second bottom and they're three points behind fourth. Yep. It's great uh, stuff. But with, with the exception of Dundee United, obviously there's what. Eight, eight points between St. Johnson and Kilmarnock so St. Johnson in fourth Kilmarnock in the 11th yeah Wait, so I know a lot of people still regard disregard Aberdeen as being title contenders um, but they're only three points behind Celtic okay Celtic got a game in hand but it's that's a couple of weeks Aberdeen play Celtic at home and then you've got Hearts who are not much further behind uh, yeah Aberdeen. they're in a wee bit of kind of area of their own because they're 8 ahead of St. Johnson and 6 behind Aberdeen and they could still overhaul that sure. um, and certainly thumping Motherwell 6 now was a fantastic result yep I, mean, I didn't see that coming I actually thought I'd had that down for a draw because uh, Motherwell had been in pretty decent form 
Yeah, I was. I thought Motherwell turned the corner when we started getting uh, the goals. They don't seem to be leaking them as much. And then this game comes along where they, they leak a bunch of goals, some of which looked like it was almost like Hearts were walking through the fence without much difficulty. Um, there was a Scott McDonald shocking miss at the back post midway through this, this game at one point. Um, I think they mentioned the keeper got a touch on it, which put McDonald off, but I still think McDonald should have better. But, Aye. Um, there was a Fletcher had a, a, pulled it a good save for Alexander as well. But other than that, it was, it was Hearts just battered. Yep. It, it was 6 now. They had two goals for, uh, ruled out for offside, neither of which was conclusive on the telly. Uh, they looked tight at best. It's, um, it's usual sports scene camera angles issue here. But, uh, 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 it, could have been it could have been onside, I have no idea. Yeah, a couple of things picked up. Uh, Osmond So, who can, continues to impress. I know he was linked with Rangers recently and a few Rangers fans were working and saying, no, no, that's not some type of player we would want. don't know why, I think he's a good player. Nice. Um, Aye. I think, probably, probably again, suggests that they've not really watched him much because he's pretty, pretty, I hate saying this, but he's pretty good for a big lad when they with the ball at his feet. He is. Aye, um, he's got a nice touch of him. And the other one that I need to add is Callum Parson from right back, scoring his last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's had obviously stages where he's played up front in the past, but he start. We've kind of mentioned before about him maybe being in by a chance in this campaign for Scotland. He looks to have added a bit of kind of physical side to his game. I know yeah. his hearts, but they're all quite physical. But he looks as if he's maybe bulked up a wee bit because um, mm-hmm. he was certainly the, last, the game against Aberdeen. I noticed he was kind of shoving, well, <laughs> using his strength to to win the ball aye, quite a few, aye, quite a few bit. Um, <laughs> But so that's that's something to kind of look at, especially the fact there's going to be a, a double header uh, coming up in March. Yeah, right. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I don't think there's too much else to say about Hearts. <laughs> I mean, no. like, it was, all, it was on a great run. They're on a great run. Obviously, they've kicked on for for the the winning the cup. Uh, they kind of need it because they never get an easy cup draw. <laughs> Just they never, they never get an easy cup draw. Um, I suppose you look at it, if you were to say Hearts had got a, a lower league team in the Cup, they'd have been delighted. But it's Habs. I mean, that's what Celtic done Rangers. <laughs> it's, it's, on paper, it's easy. In, in practice, not. not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Hearts. They're, they're, they're going well and no, no doubt want to continue. I mean, I don't... Do you think Motherwell are going to go in another slump now after this? Or are they going to just write this off as... Is just the, the Mark McGee factor, and he seems to get humped every so often. Aye, uh, well, I don't think Mark McGee will be getting the Liverpool job anyway, will he? <laughs> I mean, is that all about? I have no idea. He's got a very, a very high opinion of himself. Aye, a very high opinion. Um, I don't know. Aye. Right, let's go back. Let's go back to Friday night because that's when uh, all this started, and uh, we may as well talk about the point of the United. They're going down, aren't they? <sighs> Aye, we said it before Christmas. They had to pick up a couple of wins. I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see what it's difference just, it's going to make now. I don't see. Aye, it's tough to Aye, I just cannot see it at all. The defending's Wolf. Uh, I think, I think Wolf was probably being polite. Aye. I mean, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll go through it. Like the first goal was a bit of luck. Uh, but they, they tried to get the ball off Rogic and it broke to Lee Griffiths effectively. And uh, I think it was Gunning slipped. Which like Griffiths through, and then Griffiths is one of only a keeper. Nine teams out of ten, he's putting that ball in it. Yes. Um, the 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 Seminovich header at the corner, he was just completely unmarked. 
Oh, oh, it was um, shocking. I, it was the. Do you know when I talk, I, see when I saw that goal? It looked like a computer goal where the keepers come off his line and just missed it completely. That was, it was like a, a goal from FIFA. Aye, this is all uh, those. <laughs> that one. Um, so I, the, the the new keeper, he he looks not that great. Whether he's maybe he's still obviously early days in terms of adapting to Scottish football, but just aye, atrocious. But that would be what. Aye. Aye. So the first, the, the first two goals were. I, I don't think the defending was too great. After that, I mean, did he like that pull one back and they seem a bit more confident going forward. It was a. Uh, Simon Murray finished it off but it was a run through the midfield which really made the, the difference in that goal and I, I, I could probably just turn us around and say that's Celtic's biggest problem at the moment is we have absolutely no midfield uh, if, uh, if anybody has seen Stefan Johansson and can you can you return him to Celtic Park <laughs> um, we, we are missing Scott Brown and we, nothing was more evident we missed Scott Brown than that goal because he just ran training. straight through the middle he's back in training but he's not due back till February Aye. So yeah. well, that's gonna be a while. Think um, they'll try and get him back for the semi. I don't think I don't think they'll rush him back that quickly. No. No. Um they'll probably just persist with what they've got. In, in midfield, I think the positive aspect of this game is Armstrong. I thought he played pretty well. Certainly in, in the early uh, period of the game, he, he looked as if he was he, he was trying to get uh, prove a point because obviously he used to play for Dundee United. This was him back at Tannadice. Um, I thought he played. I thought he played pretty well. He had a couple of chances. He set up the Chris Commons goal. Well, I say he put in the cross for the Chris Commons goal after Rodgers' nice little footwork, and then Commons had that acrobatic finish. Yeah, he's been a bit of a disappointment, hasn't he, this season? Obviously. He has. This is that's what I mean. This is the best I've seen him play in a while, which was good. That's a bit more positive. Um, but that's. We'll he's not the defensive midfielder. Uh, he's quite often they try and play him. No, they quite often try and play him out wide though as well, don't they? Whereas yeah. I think he's best, not quite as a number 10, but I think he's kind of best as a kind of box-to-box midfielder. Possibly. Uh, I mean, he, he did play it wide uh, on the left against the United there, and that worked quite well. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't always work. So it's uh, I don't, I don't, it's hard to fit all the midfielders in that we've got, I think, it's half the problem. Uh, yeah, but you could, that's the thing. You can have a team in them. Yeah. Uh, Special mention to Griffiths, that's him 50, 50 goals and was it 60 games? Uh, 62? No, right, okay. That, this, is the, this has been annoying me for days. Oh, has it? Yeah. They came out and said that this is, like, Griffiths is now the fastest Celtic striker to get to 50 goals. Is this modern times, I take it? And, and right, for first, they always put that caveat in modern times because somebody probably done it in the 1930s. But even then, it is a stupid statistic because. What they're saying is he done it in 60 starts, which is fine. That's correct. There's nothing wrong with that. The next closest to him was Charlie Nicholas, who done it in the 80s with 62 starts. Now, if you just take it for that, you go, yeah, right, okay, Griffiths is faster. But Nicholas had like seven or eight substitute appearances. Lee Griffiths is a 26. Uh... So if you were to convert it into minutes, there's a massive possibility that Nicholas done it faster. But nobody's right. actually got the statistics to sit down and say this is how many minutes they've done it in. And like, so, so basically, they're trying to say this that he's got 50 goals and 60 starts. But then it doesn't come down to the fact he got 50 goals and 60 starts because there's 26 sub appearances, some of which he scored in. At least one of those was the Partick Thistle game not two and a half weeks ago when he came off the bench at half time, played 45 minutes, and scored the winner. Uh, it's, not, it's not impressive. 
It's, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt Griffiths has hit 50 in, in a remarkably quick uh, period. And it must be. I think John Hartson's the last guy to get to 100 uh, for Celtic. I wouldn't be surprised if Griffiths is the next. And that's pro- I probably just put a kiss of death on him because Chris Commons is on about 80 odds. Uh, I think Anthony Stokes has been one guy who's threatened 100 odd and he's away and loan and probably won't play for Celtic again. So I hope I'm wrong. I hope Griffiths is at Celtic for a while. He certainly, like he was on Sports League last night, he's not exactly the most you know, uh, energetic uh, <laughs> pundits but he's, he's certainly talking the, the right way and look, he never makes any secret of the fact that he's a Hibs fan I mean everybody knows that he's obviously yes. had, had issues with that before and he's not going to change now he's a Hibs fan there's nothing wrong with that because when he's out in the park he's a Celtic player he does his best for Celtic yes um, he, he, must, well, he must be average about a goal a game in the league because he missed a few games there didn't he ah, it's, it's, it can't be far off so I mean, it must be about a goal a game even when you factor in like he got that's eighty six games in total if you include starts and sub appearances to get fifty goals in eighty six that's yes. pretty good because yeah. the the thing you did see on the the sports scene graphic where they were showing the starts and goals thing was Henry Larson was in the eighties before he hit fifty goals now yeah I mean there's a caveat there that Henry Larson got better when he after he broke his leg and that he had like fifty in one season <laughs> fifty three I think it was actually you can so. see Griffiths doing that though. Well, if, if he can stay fit, I, you wouldn't be surprised if he can get somewhere near that. I think Nicholas had a, a record, a, a, that's another thing about Nicholas had, it was 35 goals in the league alone in one season, which Larson equaled the year the season he got 53 in one season. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, certainly domestically, how, how they get on. I think once you factor in Europe, then there's, there's very few about have about to touch in the Larson. Uh, Aye, I think I think Larson's like one of the top ten all time goal scorers in the year for Cup slash Europa League. Uh, uh, he's he got about thirty odd goals for Celtic alone in Europe, and I think he's he's by far and away our, our top scorer in Europe. But, uh, uh, Jonathan Jonathan Sutherland actually asked a, a decent question last night in terms of when he put the put the spot put uh, Stuart McCall in the spot when he spoke about Griffiths in terms of whether he should be the first choice for Scotland. To be fair, McCall answered that really well. He was pointing out. He did. He, he, he pointed out that if it was a game next week, he'd be first choice because, like Naismith's not playing, although he's just signed for Norwich, which is good for Scotland. Um, uh, Stephen Fletcher's no playing. He's coming to the end of his contract at Sunderland. There's, there's rumours he may be going to Celtic, but we'll see. I don't think I'd be too happy about that. And don't rate Fletcher. Um, yeah, I so I, I, Lee, Lee Griffiths is in there, and I th- even then McCall went on to speak about how uh, like he was obviously on, on decent form when we played Poland, but Poland played that sort of they sat deep and they didn't think that uh, that would play into Griffiths' strengths, and yeah. that's why they went with Fletcher. And obviously Fletcher did score in that game, so that, that like, kind of made you think it was maybe a good choice. But it, 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 I maybe it thought fair good. enough. I. I mean, we, we questioned it at the time why Griffiths wasn't getting a game and why he wasn't even coming off the bench. And I still kind of question that. But at least I know there was some thought in it now. And this is the kind of thing yes. we don't get enough of. So, like you say, it was a very good question by Jonathan Sutherland with the, the right people uh, in the studio for once. Yeah, you've got to think you'll, again, the fact that there's a double head and he'll start one of the games, uh, Griffiths. Aye, I mean, that he's going to play two different teams. So, uh, yeah. used to different squads, actually. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine Griffiths won't be featured in one of those. And you would think he would start one of them, to be honest. Yep. But it's hard, it's, it's hard to tell what you can get out of Friendly. 
So I think I hope he takes his chance. I hope he's I hope he's one of our main men when it comes to the, the World Cup qualifying campaign for twenty eighteen. So yeah, if he stays in the form he's in now, then it's it's hard to argue. Because I hope some English club tries to big 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 money for him. I know he signed a five year deal, but I still just to disrupt him a wee bit or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it's on that. his head. But then he's played. <laughs> he played. He, he got him from Wolves when they, yeah. they did the other day. Him had him in loan at Hibs and yeah. And I think, I think the one thing I do think is got yeah, Griffiths has got going for him over the likes of Anthony Stokes. This is probably the, the comparison. Stokes is really good domestically when it comes to his goal scoring record. Griffiths is better domestically when it comes to his goal scoring record. But Griffiths also scores in Europe. And that was always my sticking point with Anthony Stokes. You'll never get two goals against Ren, and that was it. Yeah, he's one of those players that I don't think is frightened to anyone. No, no. and uh, uh, Whoever he goes up against. There was another good point made on uh, sports scene last night. That two years ago, the goals he got against Dundee United, he wouldn't have scored. Yeah. Because he hit both of them with his right foot. And there was pointing out two years ago he tried to shift it onto his left foot. Yeah, that was my call again, actually. Right? Aye, aye, and and what they said on there was uh, Griffiths had pointed out that JC, who I'm assuming was John Collins, uh, has been pretty encouraging. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I might have been. I maybe he's been speaking to God, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to just assume it was John Collins and move on. Um, and he was saying he, he he's been encouraging to use his right foot more, and it's paying dividends. That certainly uh, Griffiths is, is probably one of the successes under. Uh, Ronnie Dyla. Hi, after uh, not rating him initially. Uh, but well, well that, that's him, he did say he was the best finisher at the club, but he wasn't playing him. Aye, because he wanted him to work harder and then Griffiths has knuckled down. Again, the comparison with him and Stokes. Griffiths has had his problems off the field. He's put them at one side. That's that's in the past now. He's 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 not been mentioned in the news of any reason other than goal scoring. That's what you want for your players. Whereas Anthony Stokes just every so often something else crops up and then something else crops up. And it's like you can see why there's disciplinary questions around him and why you kind of suspect that once he's once he goes and won the hubs, he's never going to be seen at Celtic again. Yeah, I much as much as it's been said that I it's no as necessarily his last game for Celtic, I'd be very surprised if he ever plays for Celtic again. Right. So, um, right, the one thing we we haven't really touched on the referee. Kamara can ever no, I was, I, was, I was going to come back to that. But uh, the, the one thing we haven't mentioned about the, the, the Celtic game is the, the refereeing and the officials. For one, I thought the linesmen were appalling because there were several decisions that got given in that. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even that they were onside. They were miles onside and they were flagged offside. And it happened like three or four occasions. But um, the other question I had was the third goal that we scored. Do you think it was a penalty before it? At the other end? Uh, I'm trying to think. I thought it was a penalty when Forrest handled it. Oh, no, aye, that, that was a 4-1, I, I agree. I think. Uh, but that was a 4-1, so the game was lost. I'll be honest, I can't think back to the incident. I never saw oh. the game. I did. I watched the highlights last night, but um, I don't remember seeing that point. What happened was... It, actually, it happened in the first half as well. I think it was Murray in the first half as well. Murray got into the box... And, and Shimonovic had, had put in a challenge, it just went nowhere. And Shimonovic was completely still on the ground, and I wasn't sliding anywhere, in, and Murray fell over him. And the referee just kind of looked at it and waved play on, and I thought that was the right decision. But that was the first half. In the second half, what happened was that uh, Murray again was in, and Gordon came flying out the goal and tried to get, like, I don't know if he was trying to pull out of it or stop or whatever. But I'm never. I'm not entirely sure if, if Gordon actually stopped or not when Murray fell over him. 
and then Dundee United was obviously a crime penalty and Gordon had taken him out and Celtic knocked the park and Griffith scored the third goal. Right. So, it's hard to tell if you, if you can't remember this incident, but I thought, I thought the, uh, first, I the time Murray went, went down the first half, I don't think it was a penalty. The time it went down under Gordon, I think, had a penalty been given, I wouldn't have been surprised. And then I think the main questions is to... Was Gordon taking him out a red card? I don't think so. I think it was a defender covering. I don't think there was any any doubt in that. Um, and I, th- I seen another game at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Just something somewhere. A goal, goal, goalkeeper basically clattered somebody, took them out, and um, there was questions as to why it wasn't a why it wasn't a. I um, was it the Thistle Dundee game? Maybe no. Uh, there was a penalty in that. I don't think there was a penalty. There was a penalty in the Rangers game. There's two penalties in the Rangers game, wasn't there? Aye, two, aye. There were, I'm trying, but there was a penalty. It might have been one of those. The, the, the keeper just wiped him out and get booked for it. And I was thinking, well, he, he wiped, if he doesn't take him out, I think it might have been Hearts game, actually. Aye, that rings the bell, actually. Aye, it was, it was um, the third one. The keeper took him out, but it was right in front of goal. And it was like two or three defenders heading towards a goal to try and stop this. But he's he's dead centre. The keeper takes him out because he's beat him. If he pings that, it's every chance it's going in the back of the net. So I never understood why it wasn't a bit, why it wasn't a red card. Yeah. Sorry, we've right. got another red we've got a red card to discuss though later on. Mind you, we might be Kelly and good result for Kelly. That's It was a good finish for Slater for the winner. That's about the only note I have on this. Other than uh, I, think, I think I heard they had seven players under the age of twenty-two. Come on, Kelty's finish was good as well. They, they've they, they done a good job. Like, like, Kelty kind of pounced on it, and like, Draper kind of pounced on one at the other end for the equaliser as well. Yes. I think Kelty's finish was better, but yeah, it was kind of the same kind of idea, and it was kind of it, it was pouncing on something that hadn't been cleared properly, kind of thing. It's a good bit of business, Kelly, getting him tied up on a new contract. Yeah, okay. Aye, definitely. That was, that was, I think Kelly's a good player. I think that, that's a bit, good bit of news. Obviously, getting the three points was good news because that made them 14 clear of Dunn United and probably clear of the automatic delegation spot. So I think the excitement at the bottom is going to be the the playoff spot because that's quite tight. But yeah. Come on up uh, to get clear of that. And uh, Celtic have made a new signing, haven't they? Yeah, we have brought in... Sviatchenko. Sviatchenko, yes. We've brought him in from Midgieland or whatever their Danish name is. Midgieland? <laughs> Midgieland. That's, that doesn't sound good for a defender. Midgieland. <laughs> Midgieland. Midgieland. <laughs> no, Midgieland. Aye, no, but I just thought Midgieland. Aye, that says even worse. No, he's, he's been getting decent write-ups. He's, he's had a few caps for Dun, uh, Denmark. I never said Dun United. Why did I say Dun United? He's had a few caps for Denmark. He scored against France in a friendly recently as well. And he's not an attacking midfielder. No, he's a, he's a defender for it. <laughs> so you'd imagine he'd be alongside uh, Semenovic and we'll see how that goes on. Aye, but you would think he's, he's, he's still, well, he starts straight away though. No, no chance. He, he's he, the Danish season finished a couple of months ago. He's still kind of pre-season kind of fitness, so he's a yeah. he's away for playing that. I think. But uh, I will probably get him in a couple of development teams and, and, and carry it on for there. Right, well, we talk about the Aberdeen game. Oh, because it's right. something we haven't talked about. This was a right. That's off, I'm going to. This was a cracking game of football. Uh, this was it, this was brilliant had, to watch. It had just just about everything. Yep, um, including including a penalty that um, Russ County didn't get. 
that's the first incident, really. I flipped at it a few times. I thought, I, I thought they were saying it, yep. I thought it's a stonewaller. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think the two that were given, not the two that were given, sorry, there was one that was given. The, the major decisions that were given, Alex, what do you mean? Because the next thing that happened um, was the Reynolds. Shalk and Reynolds. I think he got that. Shalk was clever. I think Shalk oh, like, went down relatively easy for a pull. But uh, uh, I think he, there's no doubt Reynolds pulled him. He's no doubt Shalk's running through on goal. He's right in the middle. It's a goal-scoring opportunity. I don't think the referee's got much choice. He even got it right. It wasn't inside the box. It was outside the box. Aye. It says it all. Anyway, because we scored the free kick. Reynolds just walked off the pitch, which probably says it all. I think Reynolds knew what he'd done as well. Uh, so. He never, never argued the case. Um, so there was that. But if, even before that, the first, well, I the first five minutes, we had about five corners. Mm-hmm. Like we just it was like we blitzed them. It's what you learned for uh, the previous week. Aye. So obviously, the first half against at Tynecastle was just dreadful for Aberdeen. So they came flying out of the box against Ross County last week. Aye, but I was talking to we were together, they could have got a WhatsApp group for Aberdeen fans, we were kind of chatting about it, and a few of us were saying that we need to take advantage of this early pressure, and then obviously what happened, before we know it, uh, we're down to 10 men, McShane won a, a very clever free kick to put them a goal ahead, and you're thinking... Yeah, oh, expected the ball to jump and used oh, it. Oh, the, bubble, the bubble's burst, yeah. because we've, we've got, we've got out in the cup last week, prior to that we've drawn two at home, and now we're, we're 1-0 down with a long time to go. Yeah. Um, and you're thinking, oh dear, that, that, that's it. No, I, th- uh, I, I thought you were in trouble. You're thinking the season's over, never mind the game's over, but you're thinking that that's the season gone. Um, in what? terms of anything. Because Hearts would have been right on our kind of ah, right yeah, three points behind us. Behind you, huh? But after that, ah, it looked like Ross County were the, the team with 10 men. We, we were 10 feet with 10 men. Absolutely ah, superb. I think the biggest surprise for me. Sorry, I'll go ahead. No, there you go. I was going to think the biggest surprise for me was the fitness levels of Aberdeen. I was expecting at some point in the game for Aberdeen's like the the work rate from the very first minute was superb for Aberdeen. And when it went down to ten men, you never noticed because that work rate just continued. Yes. Ross County, what was very noticeable throughout the game was Ross County thought they had more time in the ball than they actually did. The number of moves that broke down because Aberdeen's pressing game was was, was really quick and tight. Um, Ross County just made too many mistakes with too many touches occasionally, lose possession in decent positions, or a shot they would maybe they should maybe take if took one too many touches and then the defender was able to get back. Or at the back, Aberdeen were pressing so much that they'd make... Force Ross County to make a mistake, and that went yep. in the entire game. Yeah, I was we had at some point you'd have been knackered because you're 10 yeah. but it never... uh, the, the, we talk about fitness levels. Are right? I can I see a start last week um, that Aberdeen hadn't conceded a goal in the last 15 minutes in the league prior to that game. Not sure if it was entirely accurate. I think they could a couple of folk could come up with a couple of occasions, but I think I heard something about that. They were, one, one of them was in the cup though against Hibs. One of them was in Europe, but as far as I'm aware, that that was the first time in the league that we've conceded in the last 15 minutes. And to be fair, we were down to 10 men first of all. So that, in terms of fitness, I think kind of tells a big story. Um, obviously, as well, we've had a few kind of light goals as well. Yeah. So, but uh, Scott Brown came in probably under a lot of pressure. He's not played a lot this season. 
he had some terrific saves. Um, it was a double save towards the end of the first half that he had, which yes. was really good. Um, but it was even a save before that where Garden, Garden put Foster through. Yeah. And I thought that's a goal. Uh, Brown could have saved well there. But I think probably Foster could have done better because he kind of pretty much straight at uh, Brown. Aye, he, he should have done a lot better because he was, it was un- completely unmarked just to keep it to beat. And um, he had it straight up, which was a bit disappointing. But, uh, sort of a start. That could have made a big difference because it was 2-1 at the time. So. Yes. Um, there was the really penalty, I think. Definitely a penalty. Oh, no doubt. Uh, I've, seen that, I've seen that happen a few times already, but he doesn't get a penalty often. I don't know whether it's because he's a big guy that they think that he's given as good as he gets. But I think it was too that, obvious in this occasion because he, he was pretty much having his shot swapped at that point. Uh, that's 7 out of 7 penalties he scored good strike right this season uh, that's a 15 in the league so he's only just a wee bit behind Griffiths uh, but even at 1 even at 2-1 so Logan then scores uh, after a are you giving it to Logan? I'm not well sure. I, I'll get to Logan well, the impression I get is that Logan manages to get his foot in between the two defenders but doesn't direct it towards goal it's a deflection off record or whatever the record or whatever his name is Aye. puts it in the net so I think it's technically an own goal and I think Stuart McCall agrees with me on that one I think Logan's been given it though has he? well people see you have him down for two goals yeah, um, certainly <laughs> there's certainly no doubt he got the third I oh think yeah that was an absolutely delightful ball by Hayes if nothing sums this up it's the fact Shinny was also involved in that move and he was a left back <laughs> It's like both fullbacks were up the park when you've got ten men and two man up. If not, if not, nothing that sums up Aberdeen yesterday against Ross County. Aye, we should have we should have probably extended the lead as well before half time because Hayes with uh, the run that he's had, he seemed to get a load of space when we went down to ten men. Um, yeah, he had a great, he had a great chance. Something that I think I've spoken about before. I think Hayes needs to add to his game. He's a cracking player. He's only scored three in the league last season or three goals a season, which yeah. I think with uh, the talent that he has, he, sh- he should be looking at getting into double figures over the course of the season. I know it's only January just now, but I do think he, yeah, that's something he can work on in this game. Um, in terms of other chances, there was a Graham header that went just by the post at yep. uh, 2-1 as well. Then we had Rooney from a corner of a header. He should have scored. Um, you had... Was that one in the second half where the keeper seemed to kind of not quite get? But he had to scramble back and just clear it off the line. Aye, scrambled off the line for Rooney, aye. There was that. Uh, Schalke had a good good chance again before half time. I mean, Aberdeen's defence was all over the place, I have to say. Um, In the first half, for a while, it it was pretty atrocious. We kind of calmed down a bit in the second half. Um, But probably the reason why our defence was so bad is because Shea Logan was playing as an inside forward, right wing. What? Uh, it did work, aye. And he, he celebrated with, with Nando's. I've seen a picture of uh, his Instagram and it was like he was in Nando's with his man in a match champagne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, uh, to be fair, deserved, absolutely deserved. Man, man in a match. I, I aye, it. Yeah, the great game. He's, I, I, do, I hope we hold on to him twenty something at least. Uh, I think it's pretty much uh, a gimme that he's away at some point. Because his, his family's still down south, and his partner had a baby quite recently as well. It'll be a massive loss for us. It's not just in terms of going forward, but see, he's covering it in the back as well because of his pace. The amount of times that since he's been at Aberdeen, they get a centre back out of 
a lot of trouble was unbelievable. He's like a sweeper at times, even uh, coming across the cover. Um, he'll be really difficult to replace. The, the thing as well is McLaughlin's going back to Liverpool because that loan never worked out. Uh, there's not much cover for Logan because you've probably seen in the, the media the last few days Paul Quinn's going back to Ross County. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but with Reynolds getting sent off yesterday, that will probably be delayed for a week. Aye. Um, I think it was expected to be concluded today, but it looks like it'll be it'll be after the Dundee game. But then, if something happens in the, 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 the Dundee game, uh, you wonder what will happen. Yeah. But um, so I would imagine there must be um, steps in place to try and get a replacement, and it's something that I don't know how long this has been on the cards. Uh, I kind of heard talk about a couple of weeks ago because Andy had kind of mentioned it, but. I don't know whether it's just been a recent thing within the last couple of weeks, but I suppose his family's unsettled and, and that. So, so it's it's, it's, it's a likely to happen at some point. So, aye, it'll happen at some point before the window you expect. Um, so, I would be lacking a wee bit of cover. Shinny can play there, but if Shinny was to play there, then you're lacking a bit of cover at left back and this kind of squad's a bit stretched. So, I, I would think. Our plans have been messed up a wee bit by the fact of Ward going back to Liverpool because I would have thought any budget that we had was looking at players in the centre of the park, centre midfield, because we have get Flood and Jack injured, and then possibly a striker as well. So Milne might need to just put his hand in his pocket a wee bit more just to give the squad a chance because. Aye, it's still very, very interesting. Well, uh, we, uh, we, we definitely need a midfielder. I thought we needed a midfielder before we had the injuries, but now the fact that both Flood and Jack are both out, we definitely need a midfielder. Okay, story came in yesterday, it was very effective there, but still think we would need someone else there. Whether McInnes is quite happy enough with what's there, I suppose there's Robson as well that's there, but um, oh, yeah. I Jesus. think that a midfield would be nice. Barrigan's been linked. Um, whether we try and do a deal to get him in in January, or uh, there's Draper that's out of contract at Inverness. Again, he's out of contract at the end of the season. Someone, oh so someone like that might be quite decent. Whether we sign maybe one of them in January, we'll see what happens. Or whether they even might be another loan deal. Maybe Liverpool have got a wee centre midfielder they might want to borrow us uh, Jordan Rossiter he looked alright I've seen him a couple of times you know, about 17 or 18 but he looked a, a good prospect especially after they've seen how good uh, it's done, how well it's been for Ward ok McLaughlin never worked out but they've been, they've been delighted with how Ward's got on so mm-hmm. see what happens there but yeah I still think we need a striker um, good well it was a bit unfortunate yesterday where uh, obviously he came off early because Reynolds got sent off but yeah. he's just He's not kicked on. Like the Hearts game early in the season when we won three one, they had a fantastic game, but he's not built on it at all. So I think he's out of contract in the summer. I think he'll be away. I thought he played quite well. Well, for the first sort of twenty odd minutes he was able to play in that game. I thought he was playing quite well. So I like it. Was, it was really annoying actually because I thought he was going to get the first goal of the game. Um, Bookie had tweeted earlier on the on the, the Sunday that they had like, it was like about effectively like forty odd to one. For the two Roonies to get the two first goals. Right. Uh, so I thought, oh, we'll put a pound in that, why not? <laughs> so I had, like, so when Adam Rooney get the first Aberdeen goal for the second goal of the game, it was really annoying, but not quite as annoying as when Wayne Rooney got the only goal of the game against <laughs> <It's> Liverpool. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that was pretty close. But like before that, I was I thought I, I did think they'd really looked a bit more like like at the first goal. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, he might he might end up having a great end to the season because there's still a lot of football left to be played. But it's just uh, it just needs to make a bit more of an impact when he does get a chance. Um, I think it's right yesterday because obviously, as I say, he never got much time in the pitch. But um, the character, I think people have mentioned Bottle. Recently, in terms of Aberdeen, don't know whether there's a point there or not. Well, um, yeah, there's been a few big, there's been a few big games where like, we've not, we've not performed quite, quite, quite well. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Really like when people say all oh, about the whole bottle thing. Um, and you just sometimes you come up against a team that's better in the day. I don't think it came into it yesterday though. I think I, I know what they're saying about like, the, the ball, about how Aberdeen have swapped up a few times whenever they chance to, to pass Celtic and like somewhere along the line, and it's not happened yeah. because they've maybe dropped a couple of links here or there. And but yesterday wasn't more. It was more about the, the kind of attitude and the fitness and the, the yep. way they played rather than the bottle itself. Especially the fact that we are short of numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, even even at eleven men, the way Aberdeen were playing was a lot better than like, even the week before. Oh yeah, but I mean, we don't. We all in the first in the first five minutes we created more chances than we did last week. I think. Yeah, and I uh, think that that aspect alone made a big difference. But did it then do that with ten men? That's the kind of confidence you can take for weeks on end. You can so say, right, uh, did it in this game against Ross County? Let's go and do it against Dundee next. Aye, because even I mean that's us being in line. And okay, we're disappointed with the two draws at home, but even against Inverness. We showed a bit of character after being what two nil down. Yeah, oh, definitely. And getting back to uh, getting a draw, just it's a wee bit annoying because the two games at home, you win them, and it's a different story at top of the league. You'd be top and clear by a bit. So that's us on our best run this season because okay, we had the eight in a row in terms of wins, but that's us nine games unbeaten. Yeah. But the best run that McInnes has had is thirteen games unbeaten. So that's something to aim for. If we can if we can do that, get about, get it to about thirteen games unbeaten. As long as that includes a win against Celtic, then mm-hmm. hopefully we can get another tight race after the split. At, at the least. Well, yeah, I mean that's so, that's what you should be aiming for. I mean, you you stuck it to round about the split last season. You'd be looking to get to at least that point this season, if if not better. Yeah. And there's no reason you can't. I mean, you you had your blip and and. A couple of months ago now, and you've kicked on since then. So it's, every team seems to get a blip somewhere along. We just were talking about Rangers earlier on this podcast, uh, and they had the wee blip, but they seem to be getting going again. Well, Aberdeen seem to be doing pretty much the same thing now. Definitely. I mean, if you look at where we were last season, at this point we're in forty-seven points, we're in forty-six this season. So that's pretty good. That's so that's a point worse off. I'm surprised by that. I thought you. Aye, we're actually a point worse off. I think, I think the disappointing aspect for Aberdeen is the, the, the fact that they're not going to have a, a, any decent run in the cup anywhere along the line. So might, it's, it's, might help. Well, that's that. It, it, it might help you focus on the league, but then... It's not as if there's a lot of games when you do the cup, but... Um, see what happens. But wait, wait, at this point last season, Celtic... Must, Aberdeen were top at the start of the year. The start of 2015. Pretty yeah, because sure. Celtic had done a week off or something. What I remember, we, we didn't do that this year. So, and set up by, by the end of tomorrow, we'll have played the same number of games as well. So, what'll be because uh, Celtic are hosting Hamilton tomorrow night. Yeah, 
again, that obviously yeah, threw out the yeah, yeah, you'd fancy Celtic to, yeah, you'd fancy Celtic to win that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Celtic kick on now because I've been waiting for a decent uh, kind of result for us for in a few weeks, and we certainly got that against Dundee United. Now, it was only Dundee United, but you still, it's it's the kind of thing you can kick on for. We played a lot better from know, certainly in certain aspects of the game. Um, hopefully, we carry that on against Hamilton and put yeah, the back in Aberdeen to try and get the result against Dundee. And to be honest, I'm I'm looking forward to that Aberdeen Dundee game on Friday night. Ah, it should be. It should be a good one. Because we, we mentioned earlier on that Dundee are on a decent run. Yep. Like they're starting to pick up decent results. They're scoring goals. Absolutely. So uh, they're going to come up against an Aberdeen team who are going to be missing Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, but they've, they've been. They've, they've changed their keeper, but they've obviously brought in a more. Uh, the one that seems to be just as solid. Um, I, I think there's certainly a few interesting angles for this Aberdeen Dundee game, um, and I'm glad it's on the. T- I think I'm assuming it's BPT Sport if it's a Friday night. Oh, it must be. I uh, one thing I would say, I know we're coming up to predictions, but Dundee's away record doesn't that great. I know they won away the weekend, but that's, that was the first and uh, a good few games that they'd won a won away from home. That's that's the difficult aspect of that. So, but yeah, no, it should be a good game. Um, Alright, so we're just going to actually went on there. Should we go into the predictions? I, I don't remember if we did predictions for Celtic Hamilton the first time then. I, I certainly didn't have anything in the predictor. I've not got anything in the predictor either, but then I, I forgot to put in a prediction for Celtic, the Dundee United Celtic on Friday. Oh, oh, That's what happens you don't come on the podcast. <laughs> I has. I've got the email set up, but the problem is I've got two email accounts and there's one that I check more often than another. Um, and I, I need to maybe change the email address that I use for it. Well, we'll start off with that because it's Celtic Hamilton. Um, I'm, I'm, go- I'm, I'm expecting Celtic to kick on. So, if we, if we don't kick on, we know whose fault it is. Because every time I predict a decent Celtic when we drop points, I'll go three 0 Celtic. I mean, I think Celtic could could have a a, a, a lot of joy. What Hamilton have conceded something like twenty five goals in the last twelve games. So, Celtic have scored. 10 in the last 6 games at home I'd be inclined to go back 4-0 to Celtic to be honest um, I don't hold much hope for Hamilton at all I think Hamilton will be the team that will be in the, the second from Bob's spot really? Hmm. Uh, yeah. they, they've, uh, they've not got enough goals in them um, they, need really, they, need to a, they need to get a striker in before the end of the window because uh, I think they're yeah, really going to struggle um, but uh, Celtic 4-0 the odds. Celtic are two to fifteen. The draws fifteen to two, and Hamilton are twenty-two to one. Um, but are we are we repeat a last season would be nice when Hamilton won it. Uh, Celtic oh, part, but no, I cannot. I, I cannot. There's no way I can see that happening. That just now the way Hamilton are playing. All right, so we'll move on to the weekend games. We'll start with the Friday night game: Aberdeen versus Dundee. And um. I'm go- I, I think the, the Dundee's away form is the thing that's going to ruin us, to be honest, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, not as far as you're concerned, because I think Aberdeen will edge it probably 2-1. They don't edge it. Uh, I think it will be 3-1. Uh, Dundee are pretty good for both teams to score, so Aberdeen actually, even though they've kept the most clean sheets in the league. Uh, Dundee have had 16 both teams to score games, Aberdeen have had 11. I will go for 3-1 Aberdeen. Um, the odds Aberdeen are 8-15 to 15, the draw is 10-3 and Dundee 11-2 right, Moving on to the Saturday games first up Celtic versus St Johnston 
Another team we are struggling to get goals at the moment. But another team don't win it. Parkhead, didn't they, last season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they get gubbed there on the season, out enough. Aye. But so. St. George had a few decent results at Parkhead over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go for a tighter one than the Hamilton game, and I'll say 2 0. Do you think the drought will continue at St. Johnson's? Back-to-back clean sheets. Aye. They'll probably struggle when they lose O'Halloran. Aye, I don't, even, I don't even think really they're creating a lot of chances uh, from what no. I've seen as well. Just no, now. If, if, the, if the highlights for the, the weekend's game there, they didn't go by. No, they're not. Um, I'll go for a, a more... I'll go for a nervy 1-0 Celtic window. Um, Celtic are 2-9. The draw is 11-2 and St. Johnson are 12-1. Uh, next up Dundee United versus Kilmarnock here's a massive game if Dundee United <laughs> don't win this they're down definitely I don't think anybody's going to do that and I think even if they do win it they're still a long way to go but first things first they need to win this game and Aye. I don't I think it's a big problem and Kelly's away form's a wee bit better than their home form Aye. I, I, I reckon not only will Dundee United not win this they're going to get beat I'm going 2-1 Kilmarnock I think I was actually thinking Kilmarnock might win this as well. Uh, and actually, I was thinking it's that same scoreline. I'll go Dundee United 1, Kilmarnock 2. I just think the confidence, I think the confidence is drained from Dundee United week by week. The more that they go without a win, it's less likely to happen. Um, the, Dundee United are evens, the draw is 14 to 5, and Kilmarnock are 13 to 5. It's a little too high to take in the charity bet. <laughs> 13 to 5. Ouch. Um, right. So we'll move on Battle of the Thistles Inverness versus Partick Thistle uh, Aye Both uh, off the back Our defeats at the weekend Yep Inverness are alright Up at home though Another mean they can get the Aye results, So Inverness have got a game Tomorrow Whether that could affect them A wee bit Partick yeah, Thistle's away form Is really good Just recently Yeah true um, And I do remember I'm winning up there At one point this Just uh, well, I think it was last season Or the season before I might predict first, just so it doesn't look like I'm copying a few year results. Alright, go for it. I'm going for a Desmond. A 2-0. Desmond 2-0. I, I was kind of thinking 1-0, to be honest, but yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. You think I'm 1-0, aye? Yeah. Um, Inverness are 6-4, the draws 12-5, and Party this one 19-10. 19-10 is quite decent for Party this one, considering they won 3 and last sits away. Neither of us have predicted they're going to win, though, so... No. Stick with that one. All right, the final Saturday game is Motherwell versus Ross County. Both teams are walking the bounce back. Motherwell more so, because they get thumped. Um, I think Ross County are struggling a bit with boys. And I... Curran, might be, Curran should hopefully be back. He was supposed to feature on the bench yesterday, but was suffering still from his concussion. Um, Their away form's not great, Ross County. Please yeah. Please. One one in sits. And I think Motherwell being at first park will maybe help a bit. And I think they'll be the team that get the recovery here. And I'll go two one Motherwell. That's uh, I was actually thinking I'd say just genuinely I. Um Motherwell oof, fifteen to eight. But I don't know, I still don't know whether I'd back them, mind you. Uh draws thirteen to five and Ross County seven to five. But if you put Motherwell and Kamala together, we'd be alright. Aye, it would be rough. Alright, final game of the weekend, Sunday, 12.45 kick-off, which sounds like it's on the telly then. Uh, it's Hamilton versus Hearts. Ah, I've got to fancy Hearts to kick on for their wins. Ah, yeah. they're, they're going well, Hamilton. Um, 
I'm actually going to. Get, I'm going for Hamilton's second three 0 loss in a row. Second having tipped Celtic to beat them 3-0 I'm going to tip Hearts to beat them 3-0 uh, I'm not going quite as big as that but I'll go for Hamilton nil Hearts 2 uh, odds per for that Hamilton are 12-5 the draws 13-5 and oh, we're going to stink the Sunday guy and Hearts are 23 to 20 Oh, I think the, the the Sunday worked quite well last time, so. Um, so we might have to put that in with something. Right. So we need to start looking maybe at the lower leagues as well, just to see what there is. Falkirk are four to six at Livingston, which mm. is quite attractive. That's a bit, isn't it? Um, Kildon Beef. Wait a minute. Kildon Beef thirteen to ten at home with Sundar, because we've spoken about a few about how good Kildon Beef's home record is. Right. So maybe I killed a beef hearts double. The Craig Levine connection. Oh, let's go for the Levine double. That sounds like a good bet. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 oh, it sounds like a bet. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that, that right. looks all right. So the Cowden beef hearts double, £10 on that would have done £49.45. That sounds good to me. I would go for that. Aye, go for that. Yep. Go for the Saturday Sunday call. That was nice, easy. Now we need to get a goal scorer. Yeah, we need a first goal scorer, yep. Do we go back to Baird? I was just he wondering that myself. He never scored at the weekend and he's yeah. brought us a... Do you have three wins? Have we had three wins with Baird? Two, yeah. Two wins? Yeah. Right. So he's, he's certainly won. Try and who else? <sighs> I think he's the one. The other one might maybe be... Gun. For Elgin. Possibly. You know whose name was because sprang to mind? Anthony Stokes. But I don't think we'll get any odds of him right now because he's no Habs player yet. Aye. I think, that's a, I think the Stokes is a potential, but I think we might need to save him for another week. Yeah. Um, Shall we go with Baird? He's brought us a bit of joy. I don't uh, know how often. I know Elgin, uh, sorry, Gunn scored a lot of goals for Elgin, but I don't know how many of them have been first goal scorer. It's a nasty habit not scoring first, for what I've seen, so... So I'm inclined to avoid that. Who are they playing? I can't see them. Uh, oh, I just seen that a second ago. Berwick. Uh, yeah. Let's see that. What's that? I'm starting to see it on my but I don't see it. Hey, I'll go down 9 to 20 for that game. Nah, I think it's Baird. Baird? <laughs> yep. Back to Baird. Back to Baird. Right. In that case, that's us for another podcast. It is indeed. Not quite as long as last week, because last no. week it was a two-hour special. It was a two-hour special, yeah. I think we're, we're probably a bit shorter than that this week. So This week we've almost achieved a game of football. <laughs> no far off, an hour and a half. Uh, no far off, but not, not quite reaching it yet. That's fine. So, uh but thanks everybody for listening because we appreciate it as always if you want to get in touch with the podcast best place to do that is on Twitter at SFF Podcast that's where you'll also find the up to date odds and hopefully we're celebrating another uh, charity bet win come Sunday about 2 o'clock half 2 probably yep. by the time the Hearts game's finished uh, already sitting on beard with a win that'd be nice be double yes uh, Wait, we, did we say did we say we beat last year's total? No, I was just about to point that out. We 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 did surpass last year's total at the weekend there. Um previously we had hit was it four hundred and this is where I should have written it down. 
something. Yeah, we're we're at four hundred thirty-five pounds. Uh no, four hundred forty-three pounds twenty-eight. Sorry, we're at now. And last season we had four hundred twenty-five ninety-eight, and that was for the whole season. So. We're, middle, we're in the middle of January. We've already played this and we're doing pretty well. It's, we've had a good wee run this since the time. Yeah, there was that good wee run when I was on holiday for a couple of weeks. We had a couple of doubles, and then when I've been off as well. So maybe there's a there's a wee theme here. That's that. Right? The two, two, two of us should take two, a break. The two, the two of us are now back on. So don't be surprised if we don't win in next week. <laughs> but we must have had. To be fair, we've been like pretty much regulars on this all season. So we must have had some. We must have had some good ones at some point. Aye, we'll, there was a week. There was a week we'll that Greg and Craig were on. Aye, we were also getting that week. Oh, aye, maybe as well. Aye, we should the, check the, that out as well. The week that Greg and Craig were on, they got a double. Aye, and then you and Andy done the following week, and you got a double. That was that was the two weeks I was. Aye, aye, aye. So, so. aye, it's, uh, it's no, we're doing we're, we're doing well. I mean, we'll decide later on in the season what uh, what charity we're gonna we're gonna be sending us money along to. Um, yep. If anybody's got any suggestions for that, feel free to tweet them at ASFF Podcast. Aye, last year it was a, I can't, was it St John's or St James Hospital in Edinburgh? Aye, there's there's usually a sort of kids kids kind of theme here, which tends to be a a favoured choice when it comes to our charities. Uh, I think previously we've had Quick Serves as well, we had York Hill, uh, we had the Beats in one year as well. I think we split it one year between two. I remember. I think the first season that we we did it, I think we probably achieved about roughly the same amount as what we've got just now, but my bookie were kind enough to round up to £500, if I remember rightly. Um, the first season we did it. Up no, the, the first season, the, the first season the podcast did it, it was Craig and Laurie actually done it out of their own pocket before my bookie came on board with us. Um, but what was the first season when Bookie got involved though? First Fish. season with Bookie was Click Sergeant, that was 2012 uh, I don't have the exact details of what the bets were, but they sent her around it up to 300. 300, right, so I like 300. So. Uh, the Beatson got 400 in 2014, um, and it was, last season was uh, Edna Sick Kids, so. We've we've already got more this season than we've ever managed before, so we're doing really well, and we've still got a long way to go. So hopefully, hopefully, it'll be even bigger. Yeah, we'll set a nice new high target. Fingers crossed. So yeah, that's that's the good news for this week. We'll we'll end on that happy note. And um, as I say, thanks for listening, and thanks for coming on, John. We'll talk to you all again next week. Cheers, Chris. Cheers. (laughs) 